This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Can't get enough of the fan in the morning? Shown up. Because this is nothing like that. Working. Alan Jerry are here with stories they'd never get to cover on the morning show. Very sexy robot. Hey, look at that pig. Shenanigans. Naked yoga. My mother had a bad experience with these ghosts. Let's hump the fence. It's Alan Jerry's post-game podcast. Welcome to the podcast with uh, Jerry Recco on vacation this week. Eddie Scazzeri joins me for the post game. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, depending on when you see this. Eddie Scazzeri. Hello, podcast people. Yesterday I was having, uh, as you'll hear in the uh, warm-up show after, I was having problems with uh, YouTube TV yesterday. I had, I had uh, some sort of issue uh, in a lot of the country and the world, so I was not able to watch the Met game. It, w- it just wouldn't load. So instead, I watched a documentary on Discovery Plus mm-hmm. about this guy. Are you familiar with the book Communion? Yes. So the guy who wrote that book Communion is uh, named Whitley Strieber. And uh, he wrote the book Communion, which was then turned into a movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was about his encounter with uh, aliens uh, throughout his life. And at the time that he wrote this book, he was already a successful fiction writer. Uh, So he was already well-known in the writing world. He had some New York Times bestsellers, fiction, this sort of thing. But he had these experiences, and he wrote about them. And people thought he was nuts. And in fact, like he did Larry King, and, you know, people... Because he wrote this book, Communion, based on that. And it was was about his experience with with the aliens. Uh... But what's weird, like the for me, it's weird to me that you don't believe in aliens, and now I do believe in aliens well, based on the recent things I've been watching and reading and listening to. It's not that I don't believe that there is other intelligent life yeah. out there somewhere in our galaxy, certainly the universe, probably our galaxy, but I don't believe that they have visited us here. I want to believe, as yeah. the old... X-Files poster says, and it would be awesome, hopefully. Hopefully we they wouldn't treat us like ants and just squash us. Yeah. Um, but do I believe it's happened? No. As we've talked about with all the video that's available now, high quality, you would think there would be more definitive proof. But we do have some really good video of... Uh light formations in the sky we have video now from the the navy and air force and mm-hmm. those sorts of the things tacs, yeah yeah so we do have but it's still like you know it's still but like the light formations in the sky what could they be i don't know like the lights over phoenix and this mm-hmm. sort of thing yeah i i i don't know also That's... here's another thing why do you think a lot of the stories 
are similar, especially like the the stories of what the aliens look like, you know, the the large head, mm-hmm. the very thin body, the giant black eyes, and these abduction stories are often very similar as well. I think it just gets into the public consciousness or subconscious. So it's what people expect. So if someone is just making something up, they're going to go with what people have believed in the past. And if someone just believes this happened to them, their brain would give them that picture because it's already there. Yeah, it's hard. Uh, and then this documentary I watched yesterday, I forget the name of it, but it, but it's a big alien head on the, you know, the video box mm-hmm. on the thing. And it's Whitley Strieber is the guy's name and Communion is in the title somewhere mm-hmm. in there, too. So what's weird, too, is like so a, a lot of these abductions, alien abductions occur at night when someone's sleeping. Mm-hmm. Right. They're awakened. Nobody else in the home is awakened by it. Um, that's where I find it like, are they just having very involved dreams? Yes. Right? Right. But this guy claims to have been implanted in the back of his uh, ear, and he goes to a doctor on video where they're trying to get it out, and it Mm -hmm. keeps going further and further in, and they don't know what it is. Yeah. Yeah, there's many of these. That implant thing is another thing that's out there. It was a stand. It's a standard trope in science fiction films about that sort of thing. Yeah, and you know, you talk about the uh, similarities in the in the stories. It's similar to the similarities of of the uh, after death experiences that people have. Seeing the light, the light, the uh, the floating above the body, all these things are again similar. Yeah. Uh, now, in this uh, documentary, he releases these audio tapes. This happened in the 80s, 85, I think. He released audio tapes where he went to a uh, hypnosis regression therapy mm-hmm. and goes through this whole thing about the aliens and then realizes that he's been visited by the aliens throughout his life, which is another common thing, right? Mm-hmm. The people that have been Correct. visited, not only have they been visited, throughout their life but other family members have been visited and that sort of thing do you believe in hypnosis regression therapy not really yeah no what do you suppose that is that they're recalling in those i i just think that first of all not everybody can be hypnotized yeah and that whole thing is interesting to me just hypnosis in general yeah it is and you see those displays where people get up and you know, act very strangely, yeah. and then have like when I memory. say when I say talk about making chicken for dinner, you're going to get up and cluck like a yeah, chicken, right? And then they but, do it. Yes, but you don't know if that's how how real that is. Right. And I think that people who can be hypnotized, you know, maybe they're just more open to suggestions, and they could be led down certain paths. I am just very skeptical skeptical of the whole thing. So, what do you suppose they're they're going through when they're going like this regression one in this documentary about the being abducted this guy was screaming in the crying mm-hmm. during this regression describing what what was going on what he was seeing well, what do you suppose they could be drawing well, on it, well it's like any dream state like uh, we've all had dreams where we're upset and crying or screaming or scared 
I think it's just part of your subconscious mind that we experience every night when we dream and we, we go through, you know, sometimes they're not scary, sometimes they're, uh, you know, sad, sometimes they're sexual, sometimes they are very frightening, but they're always strange and not real and they have this quality of unrealness to them. Um, but uh, I, yeah, I just think it's the, the mind just playing tricks on people we have never really figured out dreams no no which is strange and the fact that they really are so they feel like they're you know hours long but they're just really seconds long and how detailed some of them are oh for sure yeah i'm in a phase now in my life where i'm having very detailed dreams Mm -hmm. but i've gone years where you don't remember i I remember not having dreams or the ones that I remembered were very vague. Like, it's just weird how your body goes through different or your mind goes through different phases like that. Mm-hmm. And I, I've all, I've toyed with the idea of of doing a dream diary or a dream log. Yeah. But I've never really gotten past that point of thinking about it. Yeah, because you got to do it right away. Yeah. And, like, when I wake up, I'm so, like, out of it. It takes me a, a good 10 minutes for my brain to really start yeah. working past the automatic stage that, you know, I need the coffee, the whole thing. So it, it takes me a while to get going. So, like, to be able to get up and then immediately write. I guess you could train yourself to do it. But, um, you know, and and then there's people who claim that they can sort of control what they're going to dream about. Yeah, lucid dreaming, they call it. Lucid dreaming. Yeah, I would love to figure that out. Oh, yeah, that would be awesome. (laughs) That would be tremendous. They make it seem so easy. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because I have read articles about it years ago now. I remember when I first heard about it, I was like, what? Yeah. I would love to control my dreams. Yeah. Yeah, that could never figure out how to do that. No, but that would be awesome. Yeah, then you don't know, like, did some, like, okay, so... These alien abductions, could they be uh, dreams? Could the person legitimately be going crazy? Sure. I think both of those things are on the table. And way back on the other side, way down at the other end of the table, is the fact that it could be real. Or it could be real, right? Yeah. Um, I don't think it is. I don't believe it is. But, again, that would be very cool if it were. Uh, not that people are getting abducted and anally probed and all that stuff. Yes, this guy claimed uh, yeah, that's anally. Uh, common... he, he considered that he was raped by the aliens. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and there's people who claim they've been impregnated. That's another story, that they have hybrid alien children. This guy, uh, he went to the doctor afterwards because he didn't feel good. And the doctor said to him he had been raped. Mm-hmm. Like what? What is that? Yeah, yeah. I, I, it's so weird. Or maybe he was raped by a person, and this was his brain's way of coping, dealing with it. Wow, yeah. that's an interesting theory. Yeah, and that's there's that's a big that could be underlying a lot of it. Wow. And and listen, it is a again going back to the possibility that it's real. If they are you know, so far advanced and so can control media and all this stuff and have 
plants within our society that control different things. You know, it, it's possible um, that, you know, they, this, they, and they have these, they float these sort of half truths or cover stories and they get, most people think that those people are crazy or, you know, or sort of outlier people and nobody's going to really take them seriously. And all the whole time it's being controlled by these aliens doing that just to, to hide their presence. Again, possible, but you have to ask why. Why would they be wanting to do that? If they're so far advanced and they're just interested in dominating and taking over, just do it. They have the technology. Obviously, if they've come here from light years away, they have the technological advantage over us. So what would be the reason for them to act sort of cloak and dagger? Well, why? Yeah, and why understand. and how do they pick these people that they're going to study? Because right. they're not extraordinary people. No, or, or unless the, the alien's plan is to help us or and they know we're not ready as a society and they're just sort of building us up. And that's another theory that these sort of, the slow release of information so people are already when the big reveal comes. Right. That's another theory. Or another theory is that they're just studying us, uh, you know, and, and they have to keep themselves um, secret from us so they can really study us. Who knows? Now, one of the things when this book, Communion, came out, and it, uh, I think it came out in 87, it was a New York Times bestseller. It, it sold a lot of copies. And in the book... At the end, he said to people, if you have had a similar experience, please write to me at this address and and, and put an address down. Mm -hmm. And they got over half a million letters, Mm -hmm. to which they then wrote another book years later, might be 10 years later, where they went over some of those letters. But he had contacted, and they were in this documentary too, some of the people that had also claimed to have been abducted throughout their lives. And there was just like a lot of similarities that they were all kind of going through. And, and a lot of them had the message of that the aliens message to them, while not specific aliens speaking English, Mm -hmm. there was some sort of telepathically, Mm -hmm. it was all about that. The aliens were telling them that they're destroying the earth. And that's what the aliens were coming for is to try to, tried to slow us down from destroying the yes, earth. And right, that, that seemed like to be a common yeah, that thing. that is another common sci-fi trope. Yeah. Where but again, if they if they're here and they can be here. Yeah. Light years, you know, traveling how many millions of light years. Um you would think they could help us figure that out and stop us from destroying the planet. But yet that's not happening. So. Yeah, we are still destroying the planet. Yes. So, I mean, there's just too many people. There's also amongst UFO people this idea that the aliens can shut down our nuclear weapons mm-hmm. if they want to because they don't want us destroying Earth that way. Right. Yeah. That, that right before, like, we've got our finger on the button. Yeah. Press the button and then nothing happens. Yeah. Because the aliens shut down yeah, the, they, they, the right, power they, source. They save us from ourselves yeah. at, the, uh, in the, uh, at the 11th hour. One of the women that had written a letter saying she had similar experiences 
she uh, was interviewed in this documentary, and she said that uh, during one of her alien visitations, she said to the alien that he was ugly. Mm -hmm. She was scared of him because he was so ugly. And he or she, the alien, said back, this is what you're going to look like eventually, so... Get used to it. Get used to it, yeah. Which is another thing where some people believe that the aliens are the future us. Yes, I, I've right? said that. Yeah. I've shared that. I like that one, too. Yeah. I like that theory. Again, there's all these, you know, there's a lot of wonderful, creative, scientific, uh, or sci-fi writers out there who have explored all of these themes yeah. and ideas. But yet, again, it seems like why would they go through all this stuff? You know, what's the reason? And yeah, I think the most, the more likely first uh, encounter would be like when you know the Europeans came and and discovered uh, the Americas, even though there are already people here. <laughs> um, Look what I found! Yeah, that didn't go well for the indigenous peoples. Right, and there's that's another that's what Stephen Hawking. Uh, believes that so he thinks the aliens would come here and be like, it, "Look what we discovered! It, it, Earth. It, Let's not, get rid of these punks." You know, if you look at the history of, you know, discovery of new lands amongst humans, it usually does not go well for the people who are already in those places. Yeah, it it, it doesn't end well. It's weird that we think nowadays, like we'll look even like locally in New York City and be like, "Oh, people are killing each other. What are we doing? What have we become? We've been like this." Humans have been like this their whole civilization killing each other. Yes, yes. Yeah, from from the beginning. Yeah. First it was, you know, clan against clan, tribe against tribe, city against city, state against state, nation against nation. It's our bloody history. Yeah, but like you'll hear people like, what what is our society coming to now? But we've been doing this. Yeah, forever. Forever. It's never changed. Yeah. We've always, you know, now at least we're at the point where the past, however many, you know, hundred years that we're thinking about, maybe this is not the way to go. But yet there's a war in Ukraine right now. There's conflicts in other places in the globe beside the the murders in the city streets. Right. It's our sad, bloody history. It's also weird, too, like nowadays that we get news from like the actual government has come out and said that they're looking at UFOs, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, the the Navy has put out the videos. We're talking to current pilots that are respected in in the military telling you these things. And yet it doesn't seem like it's changed the perception, like the believers still believe and the non-believers still right. don't believe. Yeah. Even and, though we're getting this more information and confirmation from people that in the past no one from the government would have ever said anything. Yeah, and but in terms of like an official government agency, whether it was like clandestine or not, since the end of the Second World War, there's been Project Blue Book and other things like that that have been investigating these things for, yeah. for decades. Yeah. Uh, I'm I'm very interested in the video stuff, like when they have, uh, and this documentary had some video as well of, uh, you know, I guess the Hudson Valley. This is where this guy's uh, 
cabin was located where he was abducted. Hot spot? It was yeah, supposedly Hudson Valley mm-hmm. is a hot spot of yes. alien uh, yeah. s- uh, spaceship uh, viewing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's and yeah, I I don't have any yeah reason as to why that is. That would make that does not make sense. Like to me, for whatever reason, Phoenix and the desert makes more sense than the Hudson Valley. I don't know why. Mm-hmm. Other than I just think there's more. Well, and it's also it's like it's it's familiar to you. You've been into the Hudson Valley. You know what it is. Yeah, no, I wouldn't be thinking a UFO would be coming exciting, down. You know, yeah. for you. But over like the Utah mountains or something, that seems like that yes, would be a spot right. where I'd see like, some UFOs. Right, where we have we where we have we have Air Force bases, we have nuclear bases. Yes, testing nuclear weapons, all that stuff makes yeah. more sense for it to be there. Yeah, there's just been lately for me in what I've been watching and listening to a, a handful of of people that seem really believable and a handful of things that are very hard to explain away, mm-hmm. you know? So this, the, uh, the guy, Bob Lazar, uh, L A Z A R, I think his name, his last name is spelled. He was a guy who was supposedly reverse engineering UFOs for the government. Uh, he seems very believable. This guy, uh, Whit, uh, Whitley Strieber, who wrote Communion, seems believable. The kids that were now adults from the Zimbabwe school where they supposedly mm-hmm. had that, they seem very believable. You know, there's like a, there's a handful of the, the Phoenix lights look very believable. You know, it just seems to be a lot more that are just harder to explain away. And yet we don't have video of actual aliens. Right. And and you never see side by side like somebody, you know, like giving the other side or the 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 reasons why this is not true. Like in this documentary, I'm sure it was all sort of one sided. Yeah, it was more from this guy's mm-hmm. perspective. And that's in a movie I I've I've seen the you know back in the old video days. I remember seeing the box communion communion. We had the 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 gray head on yeah. it. The whole. You know, the classic alien. I've never seen the movie. Me neither. And I think I remember getting the book, but I'm sure I didn't even read it. I probably I, I have not read it. Yeah, I probably was interested in it as well and then just never read it because I was mm-hmm. not into reading books. But that was a, a the cover of that. That alien was a a picture that uh, the the guy who had the experience talked to a police sketch artist. And they say that that was really the first time that that the look of an alien looking like that first occurred, and that the people who wrote to him after that book came out was because when they walked past it, they had the experience of, I've seen that before. Mm -hmm. I have had that experience, and I thought I was the only one who saw that thing. But now that's the classic, like you were saying before. That is now the classic image. If I were to just randomly stop anyone here and say, draw an alien. Right. That's what they would give me. Right. Yes. That's it. Like, like you know, right? not like a movie alien. Like, yeah. Or, but yes, the ones that have supposedly visited us. Yeah. For sure. That would be interesting to give for everybody who works here at FAN, right? Mm-hmm. I just say to them, draw me a picture of an of a, uh, alien that may arrive here via a ufo mm-hmm. i would get that picture yeah i would say 90 percent 
would give you that. Yeah. Weird. Yeah. And uh yeah, but again, it it's hard it is hard to believe, but there are many who do. And just I was listening to George Norrie this morning. What are some of his newer things that he's covering on that overnight uh, show? It's not so much with the aliens. And when it does, it's the similar stories of all what we've been through. But what he's done a lot of more recently is this, you know, that we're in the end times and quoting Revelation and the Bible and the rapture and all this stuff. And then they look at all these signs of what's happening now, and they relate it to something from Revelation. But but that has been going on for millennia, where people are looking at things going on now, and they'll find a way to relate it to what's going on and what what was said in Revelation. So you know that uh, the the people, um, you know, the persecution of religious people. And they, they feel like that's happening now. And me, as an atheist, I, f- I have the other feeling where I think, you know, religion is getting, you know, too much influence now. And it's not being. So it depends on where you're coming from and how you want to interpret the facts and the signs. I don't know when this or where this aired, but we were younger. Uh, maybe middle maybe i was in middle school or even grammar school when the nostradamus Mm -hmm. special came out on i don't know if that was on hbo i I don't i don't remember where that was but i remember it being a thing that was scary for people and that was doing a similar thing so back in the 70s or 80s right the nostradamus stuff was he predicted these things sort of end of worldish type things and was putting them into things that were going on Mm -hmm. then like the famine, right. the floods. And, and I've heard all these people like, you know, the the Mark of the Beast, you know, that the 666 yeah. and all that stuff where you have numerologists. And I've heard it like numerology, however they want to manipulate or however they're correlating letters to numbers or whatever. Yeah. I've heard it for Carter, Reagan, uh, Clinton, uh, Obama, Trump, that Biden, <laughs> that they're all somehow the Antichrist. Right. Every one of them. <laughs> Depending on who's speaking and what year it is. Right. So it's, it's nuts. Yeah. And one of them will eventually hit, I suppose. Well, if it's the actual Antichrist, <laughs> then we've got a scoop. Because that means, like, some one of those stories of a religion is true. Right. Which I doubt. Yeah. It's interesting. I, I love looking at that stuff on. Yeah, you just you Google like past doomsday predictions. Yeah, and just just go through the timeline. Every one of them has been. And and now now I'm talking about there could be a doomsday with a nuclear war sure. or asteroid impact or or environmental uh, ecological economic collapse. Yes, but the rapture. I mean, come on. Didn't Blondie sing about the rapture? Uh yes, that was a song, but yeah. I don't know. Was it? It was about the rapture. I I don't think so. Yeah, I don't I know. I think maybe it was more about either drug or sexual rapture. Right, that's what Blondie was all about. All right, let's do the warm up program. I did that with Sila. We'll be back here tomorrow on a Thursday. The NFL season kicking yes, off. Oh, kicking off the yeah. NFL. Oh yeah. All right. All right. See you. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. 
Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did. What up, y'all? It's your boy Danny Green, three-time NBA champ. You either rooted for me or rooted against me. Join myself and my co-host Harrison Sanford on the Inside the Green Room podcast. It's a podcast that brings you never-before-told tales from the locker room to candid interviews with basketball legends to breakdowns of what's happening in the NBA right now. Whether you're a diehard fan or casual about your hoops, this podcast brings you the game like never before. Follow Inside the Green Room on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. The legends of Yankees baseball. The home of Yankees baseball is WFAN. Hit number 3,000. Derek Jeter has achieved another milestone in his Hall of Fame career. The Fan 1019 FM and always live on the free Odyssey app. Good morning, campers. Alan Jerry. Don't worry, it's only an hour long, and most days it doesn't oh, suck. good morning over there. Uh, Mr. Jerry Recco continues his uh, vacation. He's doing something He's lazy. With, with his dad <laughs> for his dad's birthday. They're, they're doing a golf trip, so uh, CeeLo joins me this week. Good morning, CeeLo. Oh, good morning, Al. It's a little September Ooh. slumber for Jerry. Yeah, a little September slumber. Is that what you called it? I don't September know. slumber, September yeah. September slumber for Put Jerry. Put the S's together there. I think All it right. flowed nicely. All right, fair enough. Uh, so luckily for me, I was one of those people affected by the uh, streaming services being out, and I couldn't watch that Met game last night. Which streaming? I was not aware of this. Which oh, yes. streaming service was out? Well, I have YouTube TV. It wasn't working? It was not working. And it was it was YouTube TV? It wasn't like your internet connection? That's right. Huh. Because I went right to Twitter, and I typed in YouTube TV, and... So they had some sort of outage last night. Yeah, I guess there were a couple different streaming services like that. I think maybe Sling TV was out as well. I had no problem with my Fubo last night. Uh, so yeah, I guess the the issue was with there's a there's a a Google program built in there where like when I go to click on the Met game, it it has to it does a really quick super quick check to see if I have the rights to that. And I guess that was screwed up for YouTube TV, not just for the Met game on SNY, but but for all of their channels. Huh. There was a glitch that kept saying you don't have the right to uh, watch this. Well, that's frustrating. But here's what was really weird. Uh, on YouTube TV, when you bring up YouTube TV, the homepage mm-hmm. has the channels you watch most frequently. So yeah. SNY is always like the first yeah. one for me. And it's got all the screens. And if you if you move your cursor over to it, you could that screen becomes live. So I could see it in the small box live, but I, if I clicked on it, it wouldn't let me see the full so screen. So you essentially could, you were basically watching a thumbnail of the game. Uh, yeah, on, which I was like, I'm not, not going to watch a pirate game <laughs> thumbnail. So I said, you know what? A pirate game where there was nobody in the building. So oh instead God. I watched the show about uh, some guy who was abducted by a UFO on Discovery yeah. Plus. Naturally. That was working. <laughs> Uh, so then I was like, okay, well, let me see what's going on with this Mets later. I mean, 
what a malaise of a game. The, uh, it's been a malaise of a couple of days. For I the know. Mets. What are we doing? It's it happens. So thank you, YouTube TV. I I wouldn't. I'm glad I didn't have to watch a Met eight two loss to a scrub pirate team. Yeah, scrub pirates. Another eh from Taiwan Walker. Yeah. It's been a lot of eh from him lately. Yeah, just. So I uh, Gary Cohen was great at the end. He really summed up uh, the Mets situation. Yeah, what did he, he goes, say? Um, the Met. I'm not going to do a Gary Cohen impression. The Mets uh, lose three in a row to last place teams and have scored four runs in three games. That's right. <sighs> that sucks. A couple of seven one losses to the Nats. Eight two last night. Yeah, and away let's you go. go. What are we doing now? What's the deal with the Mets? The fact that we have. Four local games today is stupid. It's absolutely brutal. I hate doubleheaders, and both the Mets (laughs) and Yankees have them. The Mets uh, have a doubleheader starting at 1235. They have the split. The Yankees have the straight. The split, which means there's two different start times, right? Correct. So there's a 1235 for the Mets. 635. 635. 1235, you get Chris Bassett. 635, you get Jacob DeGrom. Got a sweep today. Yes. But unfortunately, we know that uh, doubleheaders are splits. What happens? Yeah. It's an unproven theory on your part. Unproven. Yep. But just something I feel. When you look at the pitchers, though, and the quality of the opponent, you got to win both games. Of course. Not only is it unproven, it's disproven. Disproven. As the statistics will bear out <laughs> a virtual 50 50 split. Go. Says Thank who? Thank you, Eddie. Who says who? Oh, Elias Sports Bureau? Probably, yeah. Yeah, math trust. says. Math. I don't trust them. The analytics, Al. Nor do I trust math. Mets set dubious record. They lose three straight by six or more runs to teams with 30 fewer wins. That seems very specific. <laughs> yeah, like how would they – do you think a computer spits this stuff yeah, out? Yeah, they have some sort of algorithm or something. It does, right? There's no way some – Or someone like types in a into a into a, a an master, algorithm of some sort. Like, a master computer. When did this last happen? Oh, never. Okay, let me just put that out there. Yeah, it's so weird. I don't know. I would uh, love to three do... straight by six or more when you know it was a half moon in September with the Earth tilting in a certain direction. And has anyone that. ever been to Elias Sports Bureau to see how? Like, I want to see a live action night at Elias. I have not. My father in law worked for them way really? back in the day when they were you know just getting off the ground. Before people knew them as a household name. And how do they make I believe money? he still knows some of the gentlemen who sort of originated that operation. Do you think like uh, baseball... The Hertz Brothers? Is that correct? I couldn't tell you. Do you think... I don't know. Do you think baseball teams pay Elias so that their broadcasters can get this information? Like, how's Elias baseball making... teams? Yeah. Mm. Or like SNY, are they paying Elias to get yeah, this Yeah, I would, I would assume inf- media outlets or organizations, yeah. I guess. I don't know. I That's a good say, question. They make I'd love to see Maybe somebody... they're a non-profit. I'd love to see somebody go over there and let's get a video table. Let's do a behind the scenes Elias on a pick a random Tuesday night in uh, September baseball. I bet someone's done a, a special, a feature story on Elias. Get real sports Is out Elias there. Elias Sports Bureau. I want to see if they're a nonprofit. Get Brian Gumble out there. Mm. Brian Gumble, he'd be yeah. all over that. Get the athletic so that they can post it on their website and then someone else can write about it so that I know what happened. So you know what happened. Yeah, because I ain't buying the athletic. I'm not seeing anything here about nonprofit. No, of course. How could that be a nonprofit? Nonprofits are cancer research. That's it. Not that's the not, only nonprofit not, not is cancer research. Sports statistics. I think I might be off with my my father-in-law's the, the folks that got it off the ground. I might have right? misspoke about that, but some guys who were involved and influential. All How's right, that? that's fair. Then there was another statistic that came out yesterday in the Met game, which I I found hard to believe. Fascinating. 
So Starling Marte left the game in the second inning. He yeah. was drilled in the right hand with a fastball. Yes. They go, the 19th nineteenth time he was hit. Yes. I, first, I thought it was going to be the 19th time a Met player was hit. No. No. The 19th time Starling Marte was hit. Correct. Yeah, I thought. What? When I heard that number, I admit I had a similar reaction to you. But then I was like, you know what? Hits towards the top of the lineup, so more at-bats. And early in the season, the Buck face, Buck Showalter face was established because yeah. they were getting hit a lot early in the season. They sure were. So now it's a thing where every time some Met gets hit, S&Y or whoever's doing the game from the Met standpoint will do the ISO close-up on Buck's face. So you know it's happened quite a lot. But yeah, yeah. had you asked me how many times had Marte been hit, I definitely would not have come nor- come close to 20. Then the only thing I did in my head is I went back to my 1980s baseball. Of course, yeah. And I was like, I do remember, for some reason, a statistic about Don Baylor. I believe getting... he has the all-time record, yeah, right? I think, he, I think one season he got hit 52 times. So I was like, <laughs> okay, if he got hit 52 times, is it possible Marte got hit half of that? Sure is. That's very less than half of that. Right. That is possible. Yes. And we're already in September. So I some said, guys okay. crowd the plate. Yeah, you know? I said, you know what? I believe it. 19 times. Either way, you thought they were making it up? I or, or misspoke, misspoke, or, misspoke or just just read the statistic wrong. I thought something. That's why usually on the ball with these things. Especially Gary Cohen. Right. But well, he guy has knows someone what he's doing. Well, not always. Sometimes I feel like there has to be someone. They have like a statistician there in the booth. Someone that's yeah. handing him the info. But obviously. I'm a his, loser. <laughs> I'm a loser. Evan's up there. I'm a loser. In his preparation and on his, you know, his game, game card, game sheet, whatever he uses. I'm sure he has some of those statistics readily available, so he can just glance down, and yeah. it's right there in front of him. Yeah, they're very good. They're very oh, smooth yeah. in that booth. Professional. They got the numbers. Boom, boom, boom. Banging out the statistics. Boom, boom, boom. Let me let me hear you say, ew, you ew. Another one. Here's how about this one. Pete Alonzo, two for 25. Look at you just full of stats oh, and yeah. trends this morning. Absolutely. These are important. Pete Alonso's struggling. Yeah, a couple of double plays with runners on. Because it's like, you know, they faced Mitch Keller last night. Right. And it wasn't like they were striking out a ton or they had guys on base, but. It's not like they had to face Kent Colvey and that dominant pitching performance that he would put on as a pirate. Oh, God. Or John Candelaria or any More other guy. More 80s references? Yes. Yes, of course. You know, these were guys you never heard of. Although, I'm going to say the Mets, like, people said this about the Yankees and Aaron Judge. They go, the Yankees go as Aaron Judge goes mm-hmm. when he wasn't hitting home runs for that 10-game stretch. They did not do very well. Then he came back, home run, home run, home run, home run, home run. They're winning. Pete Alonso being 2 for 25. Hard to win. Yeah, hard to win yes. when your big slugger ain't Especially slugging. when he's leaving guys on base or grounded into double plays when they yeah. have guys on base. It's not what you want. Yeah, it was just a, it was just a weird. Well, they don't malaise. really have anybody going great, and Marte goes out. You know, Lindor is he's giving you a few base hits here that he's not driving in as many runs in the last couple of weeks. So they they don't have that guy that's carrying his weight offensively right. Yeah. Now. Hmm. It's a they better pick. They better. Here's the yeah. Thing. I know the pitchers all. Perform today, right? That's why I say, well, you got to sweep today, but you also have to score. You got to hit. You got to <laughs> like Pete Alonso's got to turn it around today. Yeah, that would be ideal because the Braves, of course, won again last night. I know, ten now, to nine, I think it was out in Oakland, and all of a sudden, we're even. First time since April eleventh, the Mets do not have sole possession of first mm-hmm. place, top the division. 
now. But we still, it's not a collapse, though. No, no, no. It's it's not, not, I'm not saying. I'm I not know you're not. Also, others. I'm not a collapse person. Other types are using that word. I'm with you. So. The Braves. I'm Boomer Esiason. <laughs> I'm with you. The Braves have been so dominant. They have. That th- it's they the, never lose. Right. Well, it never is an overstatement. But the Mets can't be losing. Now, listen. The Braves ain't playing two games today. No. The not. Mets are. So right. the Mets can get two wins today. That's right. And be right back on top. That's correct. Well, even if they got one, well, now then the Braves would have to lose. So you're right about yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. This is why we need to sweep. It's like even if the Braves win tonight and the Mets sweep, they would be then a half game up. That's how that works. So. Right? Right. I, I have that right. And yeah. Jacob DeGrom is not an alien. I don't want to hear that today <laughs> on the broadcast. Oh, they had the, they went all in on that. Oh, his yeah. last start out. They had the graphics and the sound bite and everything. Yeah. Aliens don't get injured well, constantly. You can, you can blame today's uh, first starting pitcher. Chris Bassett was the first one that referred to him as that. Oh, is that right? That's right. Because I watched a documentary last night on okay. Discovery Plus about a guy in 1985 who was abducted 80s, by an alien. <laughs> by an alien. Multiple times in his life. Uh, that guy. Multiple times? Multiple times. Confirmed? <laughs> well, confirmed by him. Okay. Well, you his family as members. If it's fact. It's fact. Trust me. Right. I, I'm on it. Sure. I believe it. It's like Randy Quaid in Independence Day. He got abducted by the aliens. Yeah, you get abducted. I'm starting to believe everyone who's been abducted by aliens, anyone who's seen aliens, spaceships, I'm all in now. Maybe you'll get abducted one of these days, and then you can be one of those people putting this information out there. I don't. They'll do the documentary on you. No, I don't want that. It seems very harrowing. Well, I would would think so. (laughs) Imagine the hell on the alien ship. What are you guys doing? Are you recycling probably? (laughs) Is, is this Bobby approved? Yeah. Come on, aliens. <laughs> what are we doing out here? <laughs> yeah, so I watched that. I mean, now it is interesting, these apps, all of them. And, and YouTube TV knows that I watch the Mets, right? The, they know that when I go to YouTube TV, for the most part, I'm going there for Mets. Okay. So it always offers me yeah. Mets first. These, sure. these It's things, personalized. It's personalized. Now when I go to Discovery Plus, you want to see what's going on, the recommendations. This person was abducted. Yeah, of course. No this kidding. person was murdered. Go down the rabbit hole. It's like murders and aliens. <laughs> that's that's it's my recommendations. <laughs> and then on Netflix, it's like a series about missing people. Yeah, serial killers. Serial yeah. killers, murderers. Sure. Mysteries, so really, cold cases. Yeah, it really gives yeah. you a, a real look into somebody's... Yeah, well, world. in this case, your world. And, you know, the music services do that, too, right? If you are, like, a Spotify person. Right, based right? on what you're listening to. I don't know how Spotify works, but, like, Apple Music has the thumbs up or the thumbs down. Well, that was Pandora, actually. Yeah. Well, Apple Music has a similar thing. Yeah, Spotify does it like, uh, hey, if uh, because you listen to these, we're going to recommend the, yeah. these to you. So it really bothers me when, like, Gina's over and, and occasionally she'll she'll on a wimpy like uh google play barry manilow i'm like you're gonna screw up my algorithms <laughs> yeah that's right my algorithms are gonna be completely thrown off get your own spotify account yeah that's what i do like about the streaming services you get your own accounts or profile within or profiles yeah, yeah. Sure. so so that my i want the recommendations for abductions yes. and murders <laughs> Would you like to hear Mandy? (laughs) I do not want to hear Mandy by Barry Manilow. Oh, Al wants everything tailored to him. Yeah. You don't like to share, do you? No. (laughs) I do not like to share. Let's take a break, CeeLo. When we return, we'll do a little Yankee talk, even though they were postponed. We'll do some Yankee uh, speaking. 
Really? You've got Yankee stuff? Uh, not too much, but oh. I have some Yankee things. Okay. Uh, then I've got a couple of uh, football some notes. football items, some basketball notes. Yeah. yeah. Well, I don't have any basketball Oh, you notes. don't today? Okay. I don't know. I saw a couple. I'm like, I'm not yeah. interested okay. in those basketball notes. Uh, and then Boomer and G will be here at 6 a.m. Is that when they start? Oh, yeah. They oh, start okay. 6. Uh, they go 6 to 10. Very nice. Uh, but uh, well, us on the other side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is Georgia Satellites. Good morning. It's the warm-up program. My name is Al Dukes. I'm joined by CeeLo today. Hi, Al. Hi. And, of course, Eddie Kazari. Uh, Jerry is out this week. He'll be back Monday. 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 And then uh, Boomer and G will be here at uh, 6 a.m. He'll be back Monday. Are the Cowboys playing Sunday night yeah. out of the Welcome back, Jerry's Jerry. got uh, <laughs> the uh, Dallas Cowboy Radio pre half and, and post, post yeah. Sunday night versus the Oof. Tampa Bay. That's right. Yes, of course. By the way, everyone is now very interested in Tom Brady's personal life. Yeah, which is a bit much for me. I mean, I get it, but it's also like, where do we draw the line? You yeah, know? I'm not sure I care. You don't, but I'm obviously sure a lot of people do. I might care. Okay. About him and Giselle, Giselle. having uh, marital issues. Right. I am interested in people having marital issues for whatever reason. I mean, especially, find me a marriage that doesn't have marital issues right. at some point. But especially <laughs> those perceived as like everyone thinks Tom Brady is because because he's he he's perceived as a perfect person. Even though he listen, he's got plenty of big time losses. Yeah, he has plenty of big time losses. You're just talking as a human being. Well, like he's he's uh, perfect with his diet. Yeah. He's uh he's managed to have a, you know he has a uh, child with uh, Bridget Moynihan right. that seems to be going swell. Uh-huh. They get along. Well, that's many years removed now. Many years but, removed. Yeah. But that's his good. oldest child. He's handsome. Mm-hmm. He doesn't uh, slow down physically. Uh, so, all time winner. All time winner. Uh, even with some very key losses, mm-hmm. twice to the Giants. Others, I'm sure. Eagles. Eagles. Yeah. Right. Nick Foles. <laughs> Should have been Falcons. That's another story. Should have been. But, yeah. but he pulled it off. Right. You know, so I think it's people are interested in seeing somebody like him have uh, some sort of issues in life. Be cut back down. Cut back down. With the rest of us. So I guess he did that uh, podcast he does. Uh, let's Go. The Let's Go Sirius podcast. XM. Yeah. John, he, uh, Jim Gray and Larry Fitzgerald. Now, is that on SiriusXM or it's it a is. podcast? I can't it's, figure it it's out. It's both. So they'll air it on SiriusXM Usually on Mad Dog. Okay. And then they'll re-air it on NFL Radio, you know, shortly thereafter. And then once it's over, it's available in podcast form anytime with their app. Okay. So it's Tom Brady and Jim Gray. Yeah. And it's really Tom. It's Tom Brady and Jim Gray. And then there's another segment where Jim Gray talks to Larry Fitzgerald. Usually there's not the three of them together. Yeah. It's not a crossover. Yeah. yeah. So in this one, they talked a lot about family. Right and Tom's uh, responsibilities as a uh, as an adult, mm-hmm. which is why Eddie and I never had kids. We didn't want to have responsibility of children because okay. it is a responsibility. Oh, I would argue it's probably the biggest responsibility one might might have. In uh, life. Well, probably second to like Eddie and I have dogs. So second to that would be <laughs> That's children. It's like parenting, because you can't. At least you could talk to your babies. Our dogs don't know what we're saying, right. CeeLo. Yes. And you don't have to walk your kids outside <laughs> when it's cold. Yeah. 
other than that. Key factors other than that. Children. And you can't put it, your kids in a cage <laughs> and not get arrested. Correct. That is frowned upon. So Tom Brady is saying, listen, when I was uh, a young man, I wasn't married. I didn't have kids. I was locked in on football, football, football. Sure. Not so easy these days. Right. But he did a lot of name dropping of the kids and all these sorts of things and did not mention Giselle. Yeah. I mean, hmm. I know how that, I get how that plays. Yeah. It's it's like the low-hanging fruit. Yes. But I mean, I would say there's a very realistic possibility. Giselle said, listen, keep my name out your mouth <laughs> on on Your this interviews. sort of platform, okay, you know, I like we're not. I don't want you going there, right? That's between us. Let's keep it private. That's fair. I don't know that. That's yeah. speculation. The same way we'd be speculating. Oh, he didn't mention Giselle. Oh, there must be some bad blood there. You know, we don't know. But it is interesting that he did choose football, another year of football over his family. I get it, uh, but. God, I'm going to walk a very slippery slope. All right. I, not that I could put myself in his shoes, but I mean, if you still, it's not like he's hanging on and he's a scrub. You know, he's right. not coming back to be the backup quarterback for the Bucks. you know, or he's not a journeyman like Ryan Fitzpatrick was, right? Not, not I get Ryan Fitzpatrick's not 45, but he was an older guy, notably with a huge family, as I think, God, I don't know how many kids now, many six, children. seven, something like that. And they were moving from. City to city, year by year, changing teams, you know? That guy played for, like, 12 teams. It's a small window. I mean, I get it. Brady's been playing for, quote-unquote, forever as far as an NFL life goes. But in the context of his whole life, it's a small window. And if you're still at the top of your game and you have the desire, I can understand why that's really hard to walk away from. Forget the money side of it. I don't think that's never... Not to say he hasn't done well, but he's never been the guy that's like, I need to be the highest paid player or the highest AAV or whatever the heck you want to say. He's just one of these guys that burns to win and play. And if you did you watch Man in the Arena or no? No. Okay. I think anyone who watched that, and the same could be said for the Jeter documentary, I think you get a feel for what makes these guys tick, what drives them, what their DNA is, and why they are the way they are. So uh, I feel like it's going to go one of two ways this year, which is going to be he's going to be so fired up and laser focused and and uh, rip it up. Or is this the year that everyone's been predicting for the past, you know, seven years that uh, he falls uh, he falls off? I don't think he's going to fall off personally. Now, what becomes of the team? I don't know. They've got offensive line issues. Chris Godwin, who's one of his top weapons, is coming back from a torn ACL. Todd Bowles is the head coach now. Let's wait and see how that plays out. So there are other factors that could contribute to their demise or not making it to the Super Bowl. But I don't think I get the sense Brady when he go, when he's there, he can compartmentalize and he yeah. is locked in and as laser focused as it gets. So I don't I don't think that'll be an issue. And I think who was it? Uh, I don't think it was Bowles. Somebody who was at Bucks practice. You know, oh, he looks better than he ever has. Rowan great, arms in good shape, you know, all that. Boy, if Brady gets divorced, he will be a number one free agent on the dating scene. I guess. I mean, oh, yeah. look, I can't, I'm not going to speculate about their situation, but I would imagine the private conversations over the last couple of years have sounded like it was heading one direction, and then ultimately he gets to a point where, eh, I'm not quite ready. Yeah, yet. I want to keep playing. I'm going to you know? keep playing, yeah. 
I guess I am interested then. I started this off going, I don't know if I, I care. Turns out I care. Yeah, and yeah, what, the page six story that she took off and went on some yeah. vacation or oh, whatever yes. on her. And she's working again now, if I read correctly, right? Isn't she modeling again or something? I believe or? so, yeah. So uh, it's a tricky dynamic, you know? Two working parents trying to figure it out and raise a family. Just like everyone here listening yeah. right now. Same exact situation. Same thing. <laughs> Speaking of modeling, did you see those odd Jerry Seinfeld I did. modeling yeah. photos? Yeah. He's model. I don't mind the. He, I thought he looked good. Yeah, he did look good. Awkward fitting baseball hats on him. That, those were Yeah, odd. but I feel like his baseball hats generally look awkward. Like he usually wears that lower profile. Yeah, like that's the fitting like cap. Type, type uh, hat that fits my head as well. Yeah. Yeah, I would have the same problem with the baseball. Like he was wearing a med hat in yeah. one of them. Some other branded hat in an, in another sneaker game is on point. Oh, he's got good sneakers. Always, he and the carton dummy have the top quality <laughs> sneakers around New York. I'd say I don't know how those Jordans haven't been lifted yet off the dummy. I'm sure that day's coming. I, I think people probably think the dummy has some sort of camera on him that if someone I stole guess. his his Jordan sneakers, dude. I've had. I mean, forget the headphones around here or our. Adap- our adapters, those are worth their weight in gold. I've had an umbrella stolen. From Is that right? Yeah, yeah. Like, really? Honestly? Well, it was poor, and they're like, you know what? I'm going to take this umbrella and bring it back, and then yeah, they forgot. right, sure. And then they just forgot. Yeah. Uh, here's an odd thing that seems to be going on now. People getting haircuts at sporting events. Right. Some YouTuber <laughs> got tossed from the U.S. Open for... Giving a buzz cut. Giving a buzz cut crowd. to his friend. And They're they, in the, I think, the Curios match last yeah, night. Where they put the barber, uh, what do you call that? Like, not a bib, it's a... Cloak? A cloak? I don't know. The barber-like thing where it goes around your neck and yeah. then the hair just slides right off. What do off. we call that? Sheet cover? Yeah, the cover, know. barber cover. They do that. They have a Clippers battery operated to the Clippers. They cut the hair. This was a it was a buzz cut. A buzz yeah. cut. So this happened yesterday at the U.S. Open. They got thrown out. And then I remembered it. Ha- well, it also happened with these same guys. They did it at an NBA game. Did they get thrown out of that one? I don't recall. And think then, about some of the stuff that goes on in the crowd. You don't get thrown out for giving a haircut. Well, I'm saying, like, why is that where we're drawing the line? Like, oh, these guys are giving haircuts. Yeah, uh, get them out of here. Is it? I mean, is it that? Unsanitary? I mean, I guess. I don't know. And then they did it in the the Bleacher Creatures did it. In the Bronx. In yeah. the Bronx. Yeah. I don't think they got thrown out. Where they were given haircuts. I think it was celebrated. Well, maybe, maybe they did. I remember seeing the story. I didn't take note of someone being ejected. Maybe yeah. they were. I don't know. Oh, yeah. I know. Yes. Well, you know what? Bleacher, tennis. Bleachers at Yankee Stadium. Yeah. Versus tennis. U.S. Open tennis. Little different uh, dynamic. Yeah, yeah. Tennis and golf. They're they're elitist. More, yeah. yeah, they're elitist. That's the reputation. Yeah. So yes. if you're going to give a haircut at at a tennis match mm-hmm. or a golf match, is it a golf match? Golf match. Golf tournament. Golf, golf tournament. Event. You're yeah. going to get thrown out. Mm-hmm. You do it at the Yankee game, probably fine. That's it's between getting haircuts and people making sweet love to each other. Yeah, that's those, those are the two those are the fads, right? That are going. So you on saw right that now. while you were gone. Yeah. The the uh, the situation in Oakland and then another in Toronto. Yes. Okay. I did see that. I thought it was awkward that they have to send. I saw the one in Toronto where they had to send the security, security up there. <laughs> what do you say? While they were in the middle of yeah, action. Excuse me. Take it outside, please. Yeah. <laughs> this is frowned or upon. Or take it inside. 
this is going to be frowned upon. <laughs> if anyone had said anything about that, <laughs> yeah, was we that wrong? Have. Should I not have done that? We didn't see signs. I got to claim ignorance. We didn't <laughs> see signs that said that. Well, let's take a quick break here, CeeLo. Uh, when we return, let's do uh, some uh, football notes. Okay. And when football are we getting notes. to these Yankee notes you teased before? Are we Any just going to skip notes. right over No, those? no. We'll do Yankee notes okay. slash football notes. Very good. And then Boomer and Geo at the top. Welcome back to the warm-up program. I'll do cheer with CeeLo. <laughs> Stretching and yawning. <laughs> Eddie Scazzeri on the ones and the twos. Scratching the records. DJing. It is always humbling for me when I'm around you, either here or on the morning show, when you play the rejoin music. Yeah. And more often than not, I have never heard the song That's in my life. Right. <laughs> my favorite thing is when someone hits me up on Twitter and they're like, what was that song you yeah. played at 620? I've done that to you in the past. Yeah. something catchy, and I wanted to make note of it for f- listening later on. Yeah. But it's been a while since I've done that. Then they're like, you should do a playlist. Like, I have one. It's 871 songs long. Can you, long. like, publicize that for people to subscribe to? Or well, they could go on. Uh, you have a profile. Like, someone could find you on Spotify and see can. your playlist? Yes, That's they cool. can. Very nice. I recommend it. Mm. I recommend you go right there and follow me. And is that the only playlist you have on there? Uh, no, I have whatever I'm, I'm currently listening to okay. that I like. Got it. P- Smash that subscribe button. <laughs> <laughs> I hate that every YouTuber has to do that for, it's a constant. Yeah. Just smash that subscribe button. Smash is everyone. That's the, the guy I'm watching use. now, he oh, says smash, smash that and subscribe button. And how are your, your uh, YouTube channels going? Didn't you start one? With I did. Food I, and stuff? Yeah, it's it's not going well. You lost interest already? Uh, no, no, the the audience uh, on YouTube, lost interest. <laughs> I see. So, but but on Instagram and Twitter, I was going to say he's, that's he's, my spot. Yes, but the videos on his Instagram story generally, yeah, they go, they do well. The Instagram reels, I do well. Yeah, real, that's what I meant. And not then story, the regular uh, yeah. Twitter, but right. YouTube, no, no one was interested. You're big on that, like uh, black and white crackly filter. Sometimes you I just like times. to stir it yeah. up. That's yeah. what the uh, young influencers. I will say, Gina is very good with the. Um, like the video bombing, not photo bombing. She's good at popping Stealing in, my pop, popping out. No, it's just like a little, you know, she, she makes her presence known. She's in and out quickly. Then she takes credit. She goes, that video did your best so far. Yeah. And I was in Because she, right, she yeah. made an appearance. Mm. Mm. I don't like it. It's the spotlight <laughs> should be on me only. Of course, yeah. Uh, Anthony Rizzo for the Yankees. Here's a couple of my Yankee notes I have. <laughs> He's on the I.L. He's going, yeah, today. They have not made it official yet, oh. but today he will be put on the I.L. With yeah. back pain. So he will be bald. He will be bald, yeah. <laughs> he will be yeah, on the I.L. Right. Yeah, he will be on the oh, I.L. Oh, God. Uh, headaches from his epidural. Right, yeah, not even the back now. Right. Headaches from the epidural. Doctors, Side he needs to rest. Yes. So what are we doing here? He had an epidural. Good God. Last week. They put a thing in your spine, right? Yes. To alleviate the back pain, then one of the side effects is headaches. Boom, got him. Uh, I thought epidurals were he just. He stayed for in California. Pregnant. Got the epidural. Yankees went to Florida to face mm-hmm. the Rays. They sent Rizzo home to New York to rest. Wherever the heck he lives in New York to rest. And it was ah, hopefully Tuesday. Then it was hopefully Wednesday. No, he, I know. See ya. He's like uh, Giancarlo when he disappeared oh, for a little. Uh, by the way, had they played last night, there would have been no Stanton, no LeMayhew. Rizzo to the IL, Benintendi surgery. 
Damn. Dude, you ready for this? Yeah. I took a screenshot of this. Okay, you ready for this? Would you would you screenshot? Here is the list of Yankees on the IL, including Rizzo now. Rizzo, Benintendi, Matt Carpenter, Severino, Cortez, Harrison Bader, Michael King, Chad Green, Scott Efros, Chapman, Zach Britton, Albert Abreu, Miguel Castro, Luis Heal, <laughs> Stephen Ridings. I mean, you can almost feel the team. Yeah. It's ridiculous. What's wrong with Chapman? The the infection from the leg what man gets a yeast infection? <laughs> it's not a yeast setting himself off again. I was like, how do you not know that? We talked about it yesterday. He's trying to set himself up. Yeah, he got an infection from getting a tattoo. Unbelievable! <laughs> how about you get the tattoo after the season? <laughs> I don't know, man. I've never gotten one, so I I don't I I, I feel like I admire them from a distance. I'm fascinated by them. I think they look good on a lot of people, yeah. but I've never had the desire to get one myself. I've thought about it. I'm like, what would I get and where would I get it? I don't think it would look good on me. But that's the problem. If if, if you have to think about it, yeah. the, 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 the ones that you get are the ones you naturally think, let me get that. Right, which is why I've not done it. But I, think, but I do think it looks good on a lot of other people. I've I thought don't... about getting one uh, medic alert tattoo on my wrist instead of wearing the bracelet. That's, that's a thing. Practical idea. Good idea. Yeah. But getting a tattoo on your wrist, ouch. Yeah, thin skin. Well, I think ouch probably in almost any spot yeah, to I some agree. extent, right? I saw that uh, Sylvester Stallone got his wife's face <laughs> covered up on his arm. Covered up? Yeah, like he had his wife's face on his arm, uh-huh. and then I guess they're uh, Splits. Splitsville. Got it. So then they turned it into his dog. <laughs> his dog face. That's perfect for you. <laughs> got it. Whimsy, thin whimsy on my <laughs> thin arms. Uh, Randy Levine was on that uh, John Heyman podcast that he does. With Joel baseball. Sherman, yes. Yeah, they do that baseball podcast. Yes. Uh, they were talking about... Uh, They've gotten some pretty good guests on have. that podcast. They have gotten... And I know, in this um, case, you know, they don't just come on and give you nothing. Randy Levine gave you some juice yesterday. Yeah, Randy Levine talked about the Aaron Judge free agency. Yeah. And said, quote, I think we'll be extraordinarily competitive. Yeah, but he also was, you know, well, it's up to Aaron. Right. Takes two. Does he want to be here? Right. I mean, right. they he played saying, this game with him in the spring and it didn't go well. Or right. the early, or late winter, you know, spring training. Right. He was essentially I, saying, like, we're New York Yankees also. So I don't mean, think we're, like, we're going to beg you. You should be begging us. I, well, I don't know, but that might be a bit of a stretch. But point being, saying. they're not going to just hand over the blank check mm-hmm. and give him whatever he wants. At least that's not how it sounds. Right. Part of you being a big baseball like, star. This is isn't that... even, we didn't even get to the off season yet. Like the guy is still like, imagine that it, it already blew up on you once. Right. Because no, no matter where you stand, if you feel they made a competitor, a competitive offer, fine. Obviously judge felt differently. He's in the midst of this. The, the team is just falling apart around him. He's the only stable piece in the midst of this historic season, chasing down one of the all-time Yankee records, American League record, all that. And this guy, <laughs> I give him credit, actually, for Levine. not only going on the podcast, but then giving some actual answers <laughs> with all that, all the criticism. Like, imagine Brian Cashman in that spot yesterday. Like, if you swapped out Levine for Brian yeah. Cashman. I mean, the blood's in the water for, hell, we're running uh, teases of BT saying Brian Cashman doesn't have the right to rebuild this team. In the- and here's Randy Levine yesterday. Well, we'll see, you know, he's got to want to be, it's up to him. It's two way street. Like, right. dude, just sit it out. Now, again, I, I get how that sounds because it gives us something to talk about 
audio to play. So I, I'm appreciative of it. But from a practical standpoint, I'm like, eh, maybe not the best timing for that. Yeah, I don't think the the Yankees like to be kind of beat up in the press, right? So if there's a right, so there's a <laughs> but that's what's happening. Right I know, now. <laughs> but if there's a feeling that you guys didn't do right by Aaron Judge, they I think feel like. What, they got to change the narrative somehow? Or just say, listen, we are the Yankees, and people people say, talk ah. about Mike Trout, and, and all on this East Coast, we don't even think about Mike Trout. Right. So, so I think what he's saying is, go to, go to the San Francisco Giants, no one will be talking about you. That's fine. I mean, I don't know that Aaron Judge really th- desires for people to talk about him. Sure he does. He went to the U.S. Open the other day. So trying to be cool. so did Francisco Lindor. Oh, what does that mean? So well, he did wants Tiger to be Woods. Here. So did a million other celebrities and athletes. That was true. I did see Tiger Woods. People were excited of that. You oh, got a Tiger fist Woods fist bump, yeah, bump the, the not bice, on the, the golf biceps course. Biceps were showing. He yeah. was fired up. Yeah. He was fired up. So I mean, look, I'll say this, and then this is coming from a Yankee fan. He said, "Well, it's the Yankees. What what does that even mean right now? Well, Honestly, what does that mean?" History. Okay. Historic. We're, uh, by the way, every year that passes, we get further removed from that history. I don't know Just about saying. that. What do you mean you don't know there's about that? There's still an allure. It's like there's an allure to the Dallas Cowboys. Is there, though? There is. How, though? That, that's They've become a, a, a laughing stock to a certain extent. Yeah, I get it. Jerry Jones prints money. You know, that Frisco tech, that whole facility and area he's it's got. The, I, I understand all of that. The jersey, the emblem, that's fine. But if we're talking about sports, I mean, they haven't won. But it, they're iconic logos and brands. If, you, if you're if you someone that cares about logos and brands, I sure. Do. So for the millions of people that walk around New York City with a Yankee hat who couldn't name five players on the team, okay, great. I'm sure that's nice for Randy Levine's bank account and Hal Steinbrenner's bank account. But as far as the product and the team on the field, eventually if you don't win, <laughs> I got news for you that it impacts it to some extent. I suppose. You got other teams spending more money in within baseball, not even in other sports. You have teams with that are spending more money than the Yankees now in major across Major League Baseball. So this, hey, we're the Yankees. We we spend more money than that's not true anymore. Not only that, in the same city you play in. Right. The Mets. So right. this whole well, we're the Yankees. So, you know, Aaron, yeah, there's the door. You go elsewhere. I mean, sure, fine. You could do that. I like it. I right. like that. Well, yeah, it, again, it. it gives us something to talk awesome. about. So. Quick break here, uh, then uh, we'll get set for Boomer and Geo. But we got a sports minute first. Yes. Amy Lawrence, a uh, legendary WNBA career coming to an end last night in I Seattle. Know. I know who that is. Super. It's the dynamic duo of Al and Jerry, the superheroes of WFAN. Few more moments here, warm up show with uh, CeeLo before uh, Boomer and Geo take over. Uh, Christian Yelich yesterday, he hits a 499 foot home run. Right, just 500. That's what he said after the game. Did he? He did. They're not measuring that precisely. No, they're not. So I had because the ball landed in the upper deck, way up high. That's how it's an estimate. I would even give him 502 just to make it seem like they're not didn't didn't round round up. up. Yeah, Yeah. hit 502. Yeah, it was a bomb. Yeah. Course, course field, so. I don't kinda, care. You, de- you deduct a little bit from no, that. No deductions. Oh, okay. <laughs> and there was almost a brouhaha in uh, Blue Jays Orioles. Yeah, I saw this. I like that. But uh, little, no punches. A little testiness. 
Well, there never are, as you noted. But it, But I like a little AL East rivalry here. Both teams fighting for a wild card spot. Keith Hernandez told a fun story the other night on the broadcast about that. Hurry up. About a pitcher hitting uh, Daryl Strawberry after Gary Carter hit a home run, took a curtain call. Not a good idea. Not a good idea. Hit Strawberry. And, and uh, Keith Hernandez said during the fight when he went out there and was talking to the pitcher, he goes, just hit Gary Carter. None of a, <laughs> right, yeah. We Next wouldn't time even, up. Yeah. It wouldn't even been a problem. Because <laughs> we knew he did. Like, Strawberry didn't go, yeah. uh, you know, curtain call and everything. WFAN-FM. WFAN-FM HD1. New York. Always live on the free Odyssey app.